1: Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. All right, guys, hello, hello. I just want to let you know we have an exciting episode today, and my guest co-host, she actually launched the three-day rule branch in D.C. in January of 2015 and has been matching up successful couples and connecting single people ever since. Her matchmaking approach is about understanding her clients and getting to know them like a friend, while providing the insight and intuition of an expert. Please welcome Callie Harris to the show. Hello, Callie. Thanks for
2: having me, Christopher. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm excited. It's been a long time coming, It has been, and
1: I'm super happy to have you on the show. (laughs) And um, there's so much to discuss because I just want... You to know that i think that this this episode today is it's going to be huge for uh, my listeners and things like that because um it's just got to be a better way for them to meet people and so um everyone i'm going to let you know that the topic at choice today that Callie and i are going to be discussing and she's going to take a lot of the helm and a lot of the interview portion of this today because i have lots of questions for her. it's called matchmaking and we all know that you know there's dating apps out there and there's matchmakers abound and i just want all of you to find the best way possible to meet your perfect match. So I figured that I'm going to have a matchmaker on my show today because first of all, it's my show and I want to help everybody out there. And this girl's got the brilliance to actually get me through this. So Callie, hi.
2: Hello. Hello. That was a blowing intro. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to start off by asking you, how long have you been in the matchmaking business? And tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. Sure. So I think like matchmakers will probably like all matchmakers will probably say that they have been matching people up like their whole lives, which right. is kind of something that we do. We just know that we like connecting people. And that certainly was the case for me professionally. I've been doing it for about six and a half years. That's um, great. and, and I launched the, the DC city of three-day rule back in January of 2015.
1: Right. Um, and how long has so, three-day rule been around for now?
2: So three-day rule has been around for about 10 years.
1: Wow, that's great! Matchmaking, match, yeah. I've I mean, headquartered
2: in L.A. Actually, we're headquartered in L.A. We're in eleven cities across the U.S. right now, I think, and we are like continuously growing. Oh, that's wonderful! Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I, I'm telling you, matchmaking. I feel like is a huge business, you know, and, and I feel that a lot more people would use it. Um, but now that dating apps have come out, do you feel like it's, um, how how is the industry now? Now that dating apps have kind of taken over the scene and made it a lot easier for people to swipe left, swipe right honestly.
2: Right. Right. So, so I think it's kind of important to note that we're not really competing with dating apps. In fact, most of the time dating apps are what's driving people to us. So I think people turn to matchmaking because they're frustrated with the apps. Mm -hmm. They're not getting the success that they're looking for. They don't have the time, energy, and effort that it takes to actually be successful on them. I think apps are an incredible way to meet people that you wouldn't have normally had access to. Um, Just think about all the people that, that, you know, you, when, when, like my parents were dating, Mm -hmm. their dating pool was their friends and basically their friends of their friends. And that was it. Right. And that was kind of nice because your options are limited. So you just pick the best option. When you have (laughs) dating apps, you're obviously, you know, there's much more people that you have access to, which is great because it means you can find more people that you're compatible with, but it also means that it takes a lot of time, energy, and effort to sort through that. Right. sometimes kind of comes with downfalls but and i get I, that really so that-
1: so with that what you're saying right there as well though i feel like it, it gets to a point of where it almost because there's so many choices out there it can almost get discouraging after a while because you feel like you're not you're not getting all the hits you should probably be getting or or vice versa
2: yeah and this is something that we kind of talk to a lot when we when we chat with our clients is is this like paradox of choice this grass is always greener mentality so mm-hmm. you have all these options online and you're you're never actually focusing on a connection in front of you that could be a great connection because you're thinking about the next swipe. You're like, I can swipe through a hundred more people. The next person is going to be the perfect person. I'm trying to find the perfect person because there are all these options. Right. When the perfect person really doesn't exist, um, you you know you have to put forth energy to forming connections with people. That's right. Um, That's where this challenge of there being unlimited options comes into play because then you're less satisfied with every option that you do have. Um, There's a lot of like relationship science about this like paradox of choice thing. So we find that that is, is a stressor for a lot of people that are dating right now. Um, either they have this mentality where the grass is always greener or they encounter people that have that mentality. And so those people aren't actually, um, you know, putting forth effort to to exploring a connection or giving a connection the like, length of time it actually takes to explore. They're like, oh, it was a fine date, but I can go online and swipe through 100 different profiles. So I'm going to just table this date and see. Right. I'm going to
1: go with, I'm going to go with the, uh, what's the word? I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the numbers game. Like, you know, it's almost like, right. It's like, if I get matched up by 10, then it's just easier for me just to kind of like, like leave this choice. I have 10 more choice to choose from.
2: Yes. Got it. Got it.
1: Well, unlike yourself, I mean, you said you've, you've been, you know, matching people for your whole life. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in that realm, but not the matchmaker for, for people because my friends always ask me, Chris, why can't we find a guy like you? And I'm like, because I would never, ever introduce any of my friends. Cause I don't really know anyone like me. So I'm not the matchmaker type, but I am like, I am that person who gets in there and digs into the relationships and knows how to fix and how to do. And this is why I do what I do. So it's almost like we're a good symbiotic team here to fix and find those people. And so once you get them together, I'll handle the rest of it from there,
2: there you <laughs> which go. is kind of fun. I totally. Love it.
1: Totally. Well, this is great. So, um, so let me ask you this. Okay. So I know for a fact, like you said, a lot of people, um, and, and let me backtrack everyone. So for myself, the reason why I wanted to have someone like of Callie's caliber on my show and, and, and the matchmaker, um, episode was because of the fact that a lot of my girlfriends that I know who are on dating apps and just kind of frustrated and saying that they got this guy, but he's just not the one and blah, blah, blah. And there's just all these guys. And sometimes it's just, they might have this person that's somewhat of a good hit, but then all of a sudden, you know, there's these these flaws that come out of them as well. Um, So I, one day I was sitting around going, you know what? I go, I don't understand why these dating apps, if all I hear all these people complaining about the dating apps and saying they can't find the right person on the dating app, why don't they, why don't they just go back to using a matchmaker again? So my question that I'm going to ask you is, um, I know that matchmaking has a huge range of price in order to um, join one and become a part of a matchmaking team uh, or, or an agency like yourself. And um, the question I've always had was like, you know, maybe there's like a sliding scale or why can't there be this or why can't there be that? Because, you know, you, when people hear about matchmaking, they think that the price is astronomical in order to get be a part of one of these matchmaking services. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that. And what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, so there certainly is um, kind of a sliding scale in terms of in the whole realm of matchmaking, you know, there is stuff that costs zero dollars and there are companies that will talk to you a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which you know sort of seems exorbitant. But the great thing about three day rule is Anyone can join our database. It is completely free to put yourself in our database. You are that, and people? You
1: hear what you said? Completely into. free.
2: Yeah, completely free. There is never a charge. There will never be a charge to be in our database. And that's what we tap into to match the clients that we do take on that we are actively searching and vetting for. So tons of, in fact, half of all of my success stories are people that have paid exactly zero dollars and have been matched up completely Wow, that's free.
1: great. See, and this is something Um, that I think that people don't know and what people get afraid of, because once you think of matchmaking, you feel like, oh, I have to join, I have to join. And I'm thinking, and and I tell a lot of them and go, well, yeah, if there's a client out there who actually has paid them, they're going to have to find, you know, people for them to date anyways so so this is great to know that you have a database and anyone can join the database this is for men and women as well correct
2: this is for men and women all ages um you know you're just as valuable to us in fact you're more valuable to us if you're an excellent fit for somebody that we're working with because that's you know that's why we're taking on clients is so that we can match them up successfully i think that would be me
1: actually so um but i'm actually with someone else i I can't (laughs) i can't join your database anymore although as as fun as it sounds to do i'm with someone
2: You get to chat with the matchmaker, you get to tell them about, you know, what has worked and what hasn't, and then they kind of get to keep you on their radar and reach out if they have a good fit. So it's the easiest way ever to just like throw your hat in the ring and not actually have to do much.
1: That's amazing. Um,
2: Yeah. And then in terms of, you know, the cost, it's it's an investment just like you would invest in anything else. In fact, it's probably like the most important investment that a lot of people will ever make. Um, You know, the clients that we take on work really hard to make money to spend on things that they want mm-hmm. and what they want is a relationship and yeah. they recognize the value of outsourcing that to and i hate to say outsourcing because it sounds super unromantic when we're talking about like, <laughs> love and everything but um, it's very practical you know you you outsource like you know handling your your finances you outsource like the landscaping on your lawn like That's you outsource correct. all of these- experts to get the results that you want. Right. It makes total sense that you would do that for something as important as your love life too, especially if you aren't having success doing it on your own. Um so sometimes and we can just like reframe people to think about like this is an investment. Um, but it could very likely be the best investment that you ever
1: make. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a huge investment as well. And um off of that, you said something in there. A question I have for you: Do you feel like um, most of your clients who come there? Um, I know everyone's—they're there for a reason to look for love and, um, like you said, to make an investment in that and that lifelong proposition of, you know, of, of friends and love and all that stuff. Um, but the question I have off of that note is that: Do you find that most of the clients who who join matchmaking services? Do you feel like their lives are too busy in order to go out, or do you just feel like they just want a, another way? You know, like I, like maybe some people have the time, but they just don't don't experience, like you said, maybe they're on dating apps too much and this and that, or do, or their lives just really busy?
2: Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different for every single person that mm-hmm. we take on. I think everyone has kind of their own reason for why they turn to matchmaking a lot of times. And, and certainly before the pandemic, we heard the busy, um, sort of, uh, reason often, you know, people were saying, you know, I just, and it wasn't even so much like I don't have the time to do it. It was like in my free time, I don't want to be swiping online. Like I want to spend my free time hanging out with my friends, yeah. traveling, doing that. And and that's exactly how you should spend your free time. Especially if you have spent your free time in the past on dating apps and not seen them return on that investment of your time. Yeah,
1: I hear a lot of people spend um, a lot of time on that It become kind of like like almost average like the average very, average very um,
2: is twelve hours a week.
1: Wow, I'm
2: dating twelve hours a week. I- probably even larger than that now that that stat is from a couple years ago so it's probably even more than that that's a part-time job and i feel like like some
1: people yeah i feel like some people get really addicted to it too because they're checking like every second to see if they have a match or something as well
2: yep absolutely and and the apps are kind of designed that way which sounds a little bad they're they're some of them are designed to not necessarily get you off of them, if that okay. makes sense. I mean, of course, they're they're a platform; they they want users, mm-hmm. but they're sort of designed to continuously swipe, to like you know ping when you get a match, to like make you feel good when you get a match, to make you feel kind of bad when you don't. And that's, I mean, that's that's just you know online dating in general, um, and that's no like shade to them by any means, but right are designed to to be kind of a game, which makes it challenging for people who are looking for serious, you know, meaningful
1: connections. Okay, so now that those people now decide to come to you now, so tell me tell me the process for them. So let's say I call you up and hey, my name's Christopher, you know, I'm having difficulty dating. I mean not me, yeah, but yeah. Let's, you know, my 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 fake me, you know. <laughs> um, I'm having problems. <laughs> Dating. <laughs> <laughs> you know um and then basically like they come to you and go, what what can you do for me i'm sure someone's probably probably have told asked you personally okay so what can you do for me Callie? come on you know i'm a guy yeah. I, I i'm i don't have the, i have the time but i'm just not finding the right person what can you do for me i heard about you guys what's going on you like a yeah, deep so guy voice watch. i'm just my deep guy voice i'm like this <laughs> you know. come on what can you do for me
2: i, I like your alter you know. i'm very <laughs> excited to be able to thank match you up. thank you um so so yeah people come to us we honestly sit down before anyone even pays us a dollar we have about an hour long conversation with them about what they're looking for their relationship history what they like you know the the goals that they're seeking in a relationship um, their hobbies, their interests, their family, all of this stuff to get to know them right. and then see if this, is a, if this is a good fit. You know, we really don't want to take on clients that, that this is not a good fit for. We, right. we really want to make sure we take on people that we can successfully work with. Okay. So before we even take on a client, we sit down, we get to know them really well and then um, just kind of figure out if this is a fit. If we decide it is a fit, we have this whole kind of amazing process we can get our clients set up with Photography because we share pictures and we want people to have like recent, reflective, high quality pictures of oh, themselves. Oh, that's awesome! We, yeah, we have things like um, a virtual stylist that can help pick out um, outfits for the photo shoot or for first dates. We have a date coach that we can send our clients to as well. So we really want this to be a holistic approach to dating, and then we handle the matchmaking part. And that means that we tap into our database. We think about the preferences that our clients are looking for we vet people on their behalf sometimes we meet with 5 10 15 20 25 30 people before we say okay this is someone that's a good fit for you gotcha and then we send them along to our clients once they you know fit their preferences once we we once they pass like what i call the matchmaker test which mm-hmm. is someone that we just think would be a good fit personality wise for our clients. And then once they express that they're interested in our clients, we send them along.
1: Oh, that's great. That's really cool. So and obviously it has to, like you said, at this point in time, it goes both ways. So from your database that you have, you have a client, they have to even assume they you have to even let them know what this person's like to even see if they might even want to go with this. I might not want to some do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. so a huge, you know, we we obviously want to match people together who express mutual interest yeah, in one correct, another.
1: Correct, correct. Um, like, no so, you're going on this date. I don't give a damn. <laughs> right,
2: like, you joined the database.
1: You are you are free range for us now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have to go with everyone we say. No, not at all. In fact, we really are very serious about only sending the people to our clients that are very excited and interested. In that's
1: people. amazing. Good. Yeah. Well, so off of Um, that, you said something in there. Um, So, have you ever? Most of the clients that come in, because this is what I always find very interesting. Like a lot. Like I said, I'm gonna. I'm all my girlfriends that I know now. I'm. I'm a pro fan of you guys, and um, you know, and I have a really funny story about which I'll share right now, which you already know. Um, (laughs) I actually met your owner and founder, Talia Goldstein, um, by random. Now, guys, and this is so random. She's plays tennis. She she's been a client of mine for four weeks now, and I had no idea. And we've actually spoken to actually get this interview together about two months ago, right, Callie? This we've been Yeah,
2: probably two or three months ago at this point. Because you
1: went on vacation and we and things like that. And so it's been about a two month um, vetting of us getting trying to get together and things like that. And here I am teaching your co you know your founder and and of this whole situation and i didn't even know this until yesterday i randomly sent her my podcast episode yesterday and she texted you and was like oh my god i think this is is this and so she calls me and i call her back and i go we've known each other for four weeks and i had no idea that i'm actually going to be talking to you know one of your one of your senior people about matchmaking and it was just our minds are blown so
2: yeah, yes. the world is a very, very small, funny place for sure. But Talia is amazing. She is such a badass. I mean, she's a she, damn good
1: tennis player too, by the way.
2: Yeah, I heard that she's so, a good So I can player. only,
1: I can only imagine what she's like in the workforce. I mean, she's one of yeah. the nicest people I've met so far, and she's—you can just tell she, her heart is like gold and so kind, and,
2: and she just truly cares so much about. Every single client that we take on, um, and I think that's that's the tricky thing with matchmaking is you can promise a lot and deliver very little, and still sort of not be in the wrong if that makes sense. So oftentimes people come to us and they have a really bad taste in their mouth from matchmaking because of a former experience right. with, um, you know, a company that that just didn't care like we do, and okay. and just to attest to to kind of tell you, she is the founder of this company. She, you know. Cares so deeply about every single client that we take on. Like you'll find her texting them, DMing them on Instagram, you know. And we have you know hundreds of clients, and she just so personally cares about. I all
1: think of that's them. amazing. Um, yeah,
2: which is so amazing. Yeah, it really is. And and honestly, all of our matchmakers are the same way. My my coworkers are incredible, incredibly talented people, but also just incredible people that really have um, a passion for connecting people right. and and lots of satisfaction. Well, I, I can't
1: I can only imagine how how awesome it is for you guys when you know you have when you guys make a match because um first of yeah. all it's 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 you guys it's like you know like i said i applaud all of you guys for what you do because i feel like it's it's everyone needs someone like yourself no matter if they're an expert dater or just someone who might just be green to the world but i feel like everyone needs to find a sense of who they are you know and i, I know that you guys probably help them with that as well like you said and um yeah. Also, even if they didn't match up with anyone, I'm sure it just it just gives them a feeling of like okay, you know, at least there's op- there's options and opportunity out there all the time. And that's something right. I feel like a lot of people miss. You know, and this is go ahead. Mhm.
2: Yeah, i was going to say uh, yeah, dating can get very discouraging, certainly. Um right. especially when you, you know, are meet a lot of people and don't find anyone that you feel like is a good fit. Um you know, I've had multiple clients that have come to me and said, you know, I I truly didn't think that I would Find love, like I—I I was at a point where this was like my my last ditch effort, like this was the last sort of hope for me, and it worked out beautifully. And I, I obviously love hate to hear that, like right. I hate to like, hear. And you're like, and you're
1: telling them, you're like, you're only twenty one. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 if you're giving him now, twenty one, what's your problem? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right? Yeah, I think uh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, it is. It really is wonderful.
1: Do you feel like there's a lot more um like and and I'm sure there's not really a number on this, but I've always been curious. More men or more women who come to you guys?
2: You know, we tend to work with about the same number mm-hmm. of men and women at the same time. It sort of fluctuates here and there, but we we take on both men and women, all ages. Our our average age is probably mid thirties. Um and, and that's when people just kind of are have kind of the disposable income to afford something like this? They have given thought to right. what they want to partner. They're in a place where this works for them. They're looking for a serious, long term.
1: They're a little bit more seasoned yeah. as well, as far as the dating worlds goes, for sure. Yeah, of mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and so that tends to be our sweet spot. But honestly, I have worked with people as young as twenty four and as old as eighty. That's I great. Have 80 now, who's amazing yeah and and we will take on any client that we think that we can successfully work with mm-hmm. um, so it's age it's demographic it's obviously gay straight lesbian bisexual tr- like all of that um, uh, but it, it tends to hover like right around the same in terms of men and women
1: do you feel like any of your uh, the people when they when you let's say you, they match up they go on a date so you, you know let's say I'm um, first one in um, you know we've, I've been there and now I'm going on my very first matched date. Um, mm-hmm. do you feel like the, if, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this only this way I can say it is that sometimes, uh um, or what would you call one of your clients when they come in and you set them up for a date, do you ever, ever feel like they sabotage the date because they just don't really know what they want because they just, you know, they're just unsure. They've been through so many different ups and downs and roller coasters or wherever it may be. They might be green. They might just be, um, you know, just doing this just because. You know, just something to do, you know, like, you know, like it's the same theory as like, if someone goes on a date and you ask them, okay, well, why are you on date? I don't know. I just want something to do. You know, it's like, there's no rhymers. They're not looking for really anything. They just figure, I'll just give it a try.
2: Right. Well, the good thing about matchmaking is everyone that we talk to is pretty intentional about finding a relationship. So it's less of the like, oh, this is just something to do. Mm-hmm. But certainly there are people that come to us and they just don't know what they want. Yeah. And that's why they sign on to work with us for a period of time. This is a process. Like people sign up to work with us for three months, six months, even longer. I have some clients that I've been working with for five, six years. Wow, that's great. So it certainly is a process. Um, and that's, a, that's the way that it's designed to be. It's supposed to be very iterative. We're supposed to get feedback after every single match that happens because that helps us refine our search. And it also helps my clients figure out what they like and what they don't like. Great. And when it's somebody that we have both met. So it's somebody that I have met because I vetted them for my clients and also somebody that my client has met because they've gone on a date that becomes like the feedback from that becomes more of a data driven approach to matching people, which again, sounds very unromantic when I say that, but (laughs) it's how it works. It's less of a hypothetical conversation of like, this is what I'm looking for. This is my Prince Charming. These are all the perfect things. And more of a, hey, Callie, I met this person. I really loved that he did this. I didn't even know that I needed that. Or, hey, this didn't work out so well. Let's add this to our list of deal breakers. And that information is so crucial to our process. Right. So they're
1: open. They're willing to share all that information which because it's going to help them in the process.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I make that very clear with all my clients. Like, listen, the people who understand that that feedback really helps me are the people that will will definitely have the most success. And my clients love to share that. I mean that that's the whole point of this whole thing, anyway. And conversely, we get feedback from the match as well. So somebody might say, "Hey, your client was great, but she was talking about work the whole day, and it was such just news." Hey, she like said this weird thing in a text, or hey, this happened, or hey, he did this. We're able to get that information that's generally left unsaid. Like how many times have you gone on a date? You thought it went well, never hear from anyone Right? Again. Wow. It would have been really helpful to know how someone perceived me or if I did something wrong. So we are also, we're that third party that's able to get that information. That's I love just- that nearly left unsaid. All of our clients find that incredibly valuable.
1: All right. so you guys, see what she's talking about. And this is something you do, do <laughs> not get in the regular dating world. You cannot leave a date and go, oh, I wonder if this person locked me or the girl goes, exactly.
0: I think, he, I think he's what he loves think me already. And
1: is, the...
2: my jokes.
1: <laughs> so now you're going to get all the feedback and if you want it or not, they will give it to you. And I love that. It's like, so I thought my date went well, Callie. And you're like, well, this is what really happened. And this is what we need oh to work God.
2: on. Yeah. Like right. maybe we can do this. Maybe we can focus on this. Yeah.
1: Isn't it funny how like you just would never know that because it's like, you're only doing what you know how to do and, and everyone perceives things different ways. I think that's really great, especially that they get the feedback.
2: Oh my God. It is that saying of if you keep doing what you've always done, you will keep getting the same results over and over again. That's right. Um, and I think that really resonates with a lot of people that Good. come to matchmaker that we chat with. Because they're like, you're right. I, I, you know, I ask someone, you know, what have you done in terms of dating, and then I say, you know, how, you know, how on your priority scale, like, how much are you prioritizing dating right now? And they'll say one, and I'll say, okay, what have you done differently? And I'll say nothing at all. I have done exactly the same thing that I have always done, and I don't know why I'm single. And I'll say, okay, well, <laughs> let's break that down a little bit more. Um, but no, obviously, most people are really self-aware and they sort of recognize. They're like, you're right. I know this is why I'm talking to you. Okay.
1: Like, well, I was going to ask. Life. I was going to ask you. Do some of them get that aha moment? You know, when after you after that first date, you go, well, this is what they said. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't like. You know, a lot. I'm sure they get They're- a lot of that. Yeah. There
2: are a lot of aha moments working with a matchmaker for got
1: sure. Got it. Got it. All right. So here's a question for it's a personal question for you, my dear. Um <laughs> How's your picker outside of work? How's that? You know, when you're running around and you're just kinda like, you know, you're sitting at a restaurant or at a bar, whatever like that, and you can sit there, you can look around and go, I think, you know, do you have that ability? I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it is fun. So the funny—you don't thing have about, to be humble, Kelly.
1: Come on, give me the real truth. You don't no, have to no, no,
2: hum- <laughs> I think a matchmaker is like inherently a very gregarious, outgoing person because we you know we just have to connect with people all the time. So right. I do that all the time. For it's kind of sucked. Like in the in the COVID world, there is less opportunity to do this. But pre-COVID, we would always go out. We would always talk to people who I, my friends would literally, they crack up because I'll be at a bar and I'll be like, excuse me, I have to go talk to this person. <laughs> he is the perfect fit for my client. That's like, physically, great. What looking for So I do it for my clients all the time. That's really wonderful. Um, that's really why, why people, you know, come to Matchmaking is because so they're looking for, you know, an, another avenue to meet people that are looking for somebody to to kind of be the one that's like Seeking
1: I love this. Them. You're like a rock star. I love this. You can just like oh, you know yeah, we're just, this is great. We're
2: totally shameless. We are really, really, really shameless. I have I'm nothing if not, you know.
1: Right. All right. When you come to LA again, I'm hanging out with you because I just want to I just want to <laughs> see what you do. This is great. This yeah, is awesome. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let me ask you this now for that. So um, all right, so bottom line here. So so here's a here's a fun question I'm gonna stick in your personal life. So how is your dating life now? What's what's going on with Callie <laughs> Harris? How how's that going?
2: It's great. I'm I'm taken. Yeah, I am um, happily taken. I'm unavailable at this point. You hear
1: that? People, she's matched up. See, she's a matchmaker (laughs) and she's matched up.
2: I have successfully matched myself.
1: That's so great. Well, congratulations on that. I think I know, that's amazing. Very, not
2: a very not a very juicy answer. I it's okay.
1: No, it's the answer that I wanted to hear. It's because I'd like going, yeah, because it's like I'm no expecting.
2: Don't trust like the skinny chef, you
1: know. <laughs> right, <trust> right. <laughs> that's that's like when I'm out on the tennis where they go, Well, there's that guy over there, and he's not running around very much, but you you're very active. We're gonna go with you. You're right yeah. about that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. So um let me ask you this question then as well. So um I I'm gonna let you a lot of my um listeners know that. Um, Once again, Callie is is an amazing matchmaker for this company called Three Day Rule. And they've been around for how many years now, Callie?
2: We've been around for about 10 years out in LA, which is where we're headquartered. Okay. Um, And I and
1: I think you guys should look it up. And she said there's probably 11 around the country. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Yep. And we're, we're kind of continuously launching new cities and, and looking for ways to expand. So we're in all the major metropolitan cities, LA, San Francisco, San Jose, Orange County, on the West Coast. We've got Chicago, Boston, New York, Philly, DC. Um, I'm missing a handful. We just launched in Scottsdale, wow. in Dallas. Um, so yeah, there's like a few sprinkled here Great. and there. Great. So it was kind of all the
1: big cities. Great. So what she's getting at guys is you have no excuse is what she's no, saying. No, so no, I no, I feel like no, everyone no. needs to look up 3 day rule and and basically try to find a way to join their database. Cause once again, I have Callie for myself. Like I have a lot of girlfriends who are these amazing, like, you know, 40 something women there. And the type of girl that I like, and if you know, if you've listened to my podcast, which a lot of people know is that, um, I like a smart, independent woman. And a lot of guys I feel cannot handle that because they always feel like their ego is going to get bruised by someone like this, mm-hmm. but this is the type of woman that I love. And so, um, The girls that I know, they are all of this type and they, not that they have problems getting dates and things like that, but they sometimes just cannot find the right guy. And I feel like it's not, you know, I don't know if they're, if most guys feel like they're competing with them or they just get intimidated by them. And, you know, and so sometimes I tell the girls, it's like, look, Uh, be yourself but you know but don't try to run the world when you're with someone like that too much because some like i said you're you're losing out on a lot of opportunities but at the same time i don't want them to lose them lose who they are either so i'm sure that there's people who are looking for strong independent women like my friends that i know
2: oh definitely and that's honestly oftentimes the, the type of guys that are seeking out matchmaking right um there i think that it comes down to kind of like a security thing if you're not secure in who you're who you are personally you're kind of going to project that onto to people that you date
0: that's right um
2: you know i hear from the amazing alpha female you know women clients that i have that are incredible and successful that they do meet a lot of guys that just are intimidated by them and i'm like well those are the right type of guys for you they're like not secure in themselves that's not the type of guy we're going to match you with we're going to match you with somebody like Christopher who's going to hype you up he's going to hey, be so excited. hear
1: this ladies and guys out there? you Kelly said yeah. See, she's a fan already. I like this. Um that is so true by the way. And and no but and off that seriously though like you said the strong women that you have um I feel like like I said I this is what brought me to this whole um episode anyways in this topic because I, I listen to their stories and, and I love them so much. And I feel like I'm like going, dude, just like guys would like be like, you know, like they should be killing for you because there's, these girls are so amazing. And, um, but like, once again, they just cannot find a match for themselves. And so that, once again, this is what brought me to this episode because I feel like dating apps aren't doing it for you guys. And so just, I think matchmakers are, are going to make a comeback, honestly, Callie. And that, that's why we're here today because I have a true feeling that I think matchmakers are going to have a huge comeback because people can't do all of what you just said on a dating app.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's impossible to do that. And to be honest, we have been so busy over the last year. You oh, cannot that's believe great. the amount of people that have been seeking out something like matchmaking because of COVID. I definitely hesitate and do not want in any way to say that like COVID was good for anything, mm-hmm. but it really has created this very unique dating landscape where People are really serious and intentional about dating right now because over the last year they've been very reflective about what they want. Right. And it has oftentimes landed on relationships, human connections, prioritizing those types of things. Right. No one wants um, to be alone. But, let's to be honest.
1: No one wants yeah, to be alone. Exactly.
2: It's a very lonely year for <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so they have actually said, okay, now's the year that I'm going to actually focus on putting forth time, energy, and effort to finding someone. So we're getting a lot of people that are just in the headspace of being very intentional about dating, which is wonderful. It just elevates the whole dating pool in general. Um, So again, you know, like COVID was terrible and is terrible, but it weirdly has made a lot of really great connections happen because people have gone through this thought process of like, okay, I'm going to actually devote time, energy, and effort to this. And they have the time to devote to it. Whereas before, it's very easy to let the fact that you're single um, be forgotten because of your friends, your traveling, yeah. your social obligations, all that stuff. It's very easy to kind of like put that on the back burner that you're single because you have other things to, to fulfill you. When all those things get taken away, <laughs> it's, it's sort of very like glaringly obvious. Like, okay, I actually am going to going to focus on finding someone and I have the time that right. it actually takes so and quite frankly i feel like you know
1: like anything else if you don't work at it you get rusty you know (laughs) bottom line
2: absolutely yeah yeah. there's there's a level of practice that goes into all of it as well dating is is not an easy thing if it was easy i wouldn't have a job so right
1: what about people coming off of um like out of, of out from divorce and things like that like you know for me i was married for um 15 years and uh when um when i broke up with my ex i went out i you know I've, and by the way, there were no dating apps at this point, because let's see, 2000, mm-hmm. whatever, probably starting dating apps after starting pretty much. And, um, and I did, I, you know, you always hear about Tinder and hinge and all these things like that. And um, so when I was in the process of being separated, I actually decided that, you know, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to get on a, um, dating apps. So I asked my friends, which were the best ones. And I got on two and, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm a good looking guy. I guess I can handle this, whatever, whatever. And it's frustrating by the way. Oh my God. It's swiping left, right. It's, it's a pain in my ass. Right. But anyways, I actually went on on two dates. And so my, and, and for me, you know, being an ex model and things like that as well um, with the pictures and things like that, everyone doctored their pictures up or, or it was something that, right. you know, with their, or their, their, Personal bios were all doctored up and all fancy, and this and that. And I was like, I just want to find someone okay. just to go out with and see if I'm relevant anymore. So I had my <laughs> reasons why. And so on my first date, it was okay. It was like this older, she, I think she was like five years older than me. And um, she actually had me meet her at her um, grand, no, at her, daughter's, sorry, at her daughter's wedding at their house. So I drove. Yeah. So I like how you look what? at that look. If you could see the look on Kelly's face, it be kind of great, right? Now. She goes, "Well, you know, I'm almost done. So just meet me here." So I go, "Okay." You know. So I go to this woman's house, and um, literally, oh, no. I, I, you know, I'm not. Go, so this all this huge backyard, this huge mansion, right? So I go to the backyard, and, I, and I'm, I'm like, oh, "Hi, I'm." And she goes, "Oh, she's over there." I go, "Hey." And she goes, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is still going on. I'll, I'll go sit over there. I'll be right back." And so I waited for like. 15 minutes and then she comes back. She goes, I'm so sorry. This is still going on. Just meet me at this bar. So she came, we met, it was fine. Um, then, so, the, this, so the first
2: date. this, this was, was the first
1: time. one. So now this is me coming out of like, you know, relationship, long-term relationship. Going, is this what dating is like? I'm, like, I'm hey, sitting like a little idiot at someone's wedding. Who's <laughs> <in> her daughter's <laughs> wedding. What the hell? Right. So wouldn't that be a good story? If they that's matched up, life. right? Like use that as yeah, a match. story. Life. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, the second one now, um, this is off, off of Abbot Kenny here. And when we went to the tasting room and this is my second date and her pictures looked great. And so we matched up well. And so we we talked and then we ended up going out. Um, now we, this one was a good match, you know, but it was that match where like, once again, I felt like I hadn't been on the dating scene for so long. I didn't know what my worth was anymore. Like I thought I wasn't mm-hmm. relevant. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what dating was like, so I, I felt rusty. So I go, we meet, she's amazing. We talk, you know, and then we're kind of kissing and messing around. So I ended up driving her back home after like the date or whatever. And, um, cause she brought a new, had a new birth. She's like, yeah, sure. And I took, dropped her off and I pulled over five minutes later after I dropped her off and I started crying. I was like, what does this mean for me? I go, I, it means I'm single now, which is scary as fuck. And now I'm out in the dating world again. So I literally had a moment of tears going. And because that date went so well, I go, I'm still relevant. But what does this mean? It means I'm single and I'm back out in the world again, which is really scary. So I can only can imagine... You?
2: It's, it's good that you had that revelation right. and that you were able to kind of express that emotion because I think that's the biggest thing we see with people that are coming out of mm-hmm. a divorce and entering the dating scene is they they aren't ready yet. Right. Um, but we we oftentimes work with a lot of, of clients. That's probably our second largest demographic Our clients that are coming out of, you know, 20, 15, 20, 25 year marriages and they're coming into a dating scene that they're so unfamiliar yeah. with. Yeah. They're like, wow! I could really use a lot of help doing this right now. But but oftentimes they've done the work to get themselves in a position where they are okay, like feeling like they're worthy of love, and they are in a good position to to kind of like,
1: like they're that. ready. You're saying at this point, right?
2: They're, yeah, they're re- and it's a hard thing to get ready for, and it's a hard thing to know when you're ready. Of course, of course. Um, but I think just you know the the good first step of talking to a matchmaker and you know trying online dating and meeting people that. Either leads to a weird date where you're at a wedding or a great date where you're like. Well, I'm in my a car beard.
1: in the fetal position crying afterwards,
2: <laughs> which is, is not a bad thing, okay, um, by any means. And honestly, that like led you to the experience of being in a, a happy, healthy relationship.
1: Well, and them. so this is the so what you just said. Right, this is the funny part. So I had the spectrum of like weirdness of the wedding person sitting there yep. to this crying fetal position moment yep. to my third date, this- which with which my current girlfriend now we've been together for almost four years. So
2: Amazing. took me three times.
1: Callie don't need that much time look, to get on look, track.
2: Look, like in the middle of the, oh, I'm two. telling you, it's like, I had both
1: extremes, you know? So she now, so she seemed both what extremes else? of me. Yeah.
2: Well, it made you appreciate that good. Totally. That good yeah. Like I was,
0: was like, okay, over. I'm good. I'm
1: good now. I know it. I know where my picker is now. I'm good to go with this. Right.
0: right. right all right, right. So here's
1: another question. Do you feel that people overlook the right person that could be the best fit for them sometimes, you know, out there Always, in the world?
2: All the time. All the yeah. time. And this, biggest thing we kind of preach to our clients is to have an open mind. And you're coming and you're talking to a matchmaker. And if we send you somebody that looks different from the type of person that you've always gone after, gone after, that's probably a good thing. Okay, Like that's exactly why you're working with a matchmaker is to have an expert tell you who's a good fit for you. I'm sure they freak out though, don't they? Because
1: like, Oh, because you know, because they're not, they're not geared for that at that moment, but they have to trust what you're doing. 100%
2: 100% and mm-hmm. that's why we are there kind of every step of the way like hey listen this is one date go on it I know that you will be happily surprised I know that it will go well if it doesn't our clients don't ever go on bad dates just because you know we're doing the vetting for them so we're never you know we're never going we're never mismatching them or the date is terrible but sometimes it's just okay or there's not a connection there and that feedback helps us again, with the, the, the future matches. So yes, we really preach to all of our clients to have a very open mind. Does everyone um, get to
1: talk to the person they're going out with before they go out with them? Or is this more like a blind date setup? Or do you guys actually have them kind of connect before that time?
2: Yeah, we, ha- we have people connect before the actual okay. date. Um, and we, we, you know, we share bios, people see pictures, they you know, hopefully say, hey, yeah, I'd really love to meet them. That's great. Um, And then we connect them. We don't actually do the date planning. We find people prefer that. You know, most people aren't hiring us because they're incapable of picking a happy hour spot to grab a drink. That's not why they're coming to a matchmaker. right. They're fully capable of doing that. And in fact, it feels more organic when they do it rather than when we do it. So yeah, there is definitely communication before the date. Um, We do, I mean, it's just kind of a good rule of thumb to limit that communication. Yeah. Before you actually need someone, right? Because you know, I'm like, people.
1: no, for telling what someone's gonna say, screw that one up. You're like, oh, look, you're ruining I mean, our work.
0: I
2: mean, like, things just get misconstrued. And the point of all this is to meet in person and explore the connection. It is not to have a pin pal. It is not to like test back a million times. So, I mean, a good piece of advice is to limit that um, communication, but, but, Yes, we I do. Think have, that's, I
1: think that I think the best way to say is what she's saying, guys. It's the same thing that I use with my with me as a tennis pro and coaching. It's like I tell everyone. Some some of my clients go, well, can I go off and hit I'm, with some friends? I am like, no, you are not ready yet because you know you are in a <laughs> controlled environment, and you guys are the controlled environment that they should stay in. But right. I go because if you go out on your own, it's not going to be the same as if you are hitting with me because you are always going to come right. back and go, gee, I don't know what happened. It's not how well I hit when I am with you. And I go, that's because there are these people you are playing with. I don't know who they are. You know, they can't right. hit the ball down the middle. Right. So I get yes, that there's
2: something to be said for a supportive person in your corner, for sure. in dating or in tennis or in whatever right. it might be.
1: Right. Stay yeah. in that controlled environment, everyone. All right, here's another <laughs> one, Callie. So what is the average, and, and this is something I know, and I know the answer to this because we've, you know, from what you've said and, and hopefully everybody's listened, what's the average amount of time that it will take someone who comes to a matchmaker to hopefully find a match because I know everyone comes. Okay. So how long is it going to take? Come on. What can you do for me, Callie? I, I need, I only want more like a month and you're like going, yeah. well, then go somewhere else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, 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 right. This is definitely not like an instant gratification thing. However, I will say that I have matched couples up that like the first match. Oh, I love that. They their contract, they're now married. Oh, so that's I, amazing. It, it's totally different for every single person that we take on. You have a
1: wall, don't you, with gold stars, right? Don't you? Come on, be honest. Oh. You have a wall that has, <laughs> here's the gold star moment, people. Two weeks. I,
2: actually, I actually do have a, a, a folder of emails that I have called feel good emails. And anytime I'm having a bad day, I just like read those emails of my clients telling me how good their dates were or oh, how happy great. they are or how their lives have changed. So like like I said, the job satisfaction is really very wonderful when you get it right. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's totally dependent. You know, I have... We find that the longer time that you spend with a matchmaker, the more refined the search becomes, like I've said, and the more we're able to hone in on, on what really works Great. and what doesn't. So oftentimes, it's like the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth match, and it's less oftentimes the first match, um, and that's because it's part of this process. But okay. it, it, it totally depends on on the people we meet and what our clients are looking for. And plus, and I'm sure the, the, the timing,
1: time, right? How much time they have in their lives to actually go on these I mean, dates.
2: Is- Huge part of everything. Mm -hmm. Like timing is is a huge piece of the pie for certain. Um, you know, and we do want to make sure that we take on clients that do have the, you know, ability in their schedule to appropriately give the energy and time to the people that we're sending their way. Because the worst thing that we can do is do a lot of work on our end to find someone who's a great fit for our client, and then our client doesn't have the time to like actually explore that connection. Right.
1: Yeah, that's Um, true.
2: Like saying go out on
1: on one good day and then they just don't have any more time to actually follow up and pursue.
2: Yes. The momentum is huge. So they'll go on a date and then they'll say, Oh, you know, on my schedule and then it's been two weeks and then, you know, you've lost the magic there from the first So,
1: Well, that's also another thing too, that I feel like and that, that's something you just said right there too. Um, And so guys, if you're hearing this, it's that's, that's a, I think that's a huge part of you go out on one good date and then you can't follow up because your schedule's too busy or something like that. And that kills the momentum of somebody, of a potential someone that, like we said before, um, someone you might overlook that might be the right person. So how do you let them know, Callie, and your company know like, hey, um, we know you're busy, but you need to check in and make time to do this. How do you, How do you do that with them
2: it's honestly just kind of like that and again it's having that person in your corner that's going to say hey no you need to go on a second date with this person because you need to explore this connection and the fact that we have access to both of these people is really helpful for us too you know we can say listen, you guys are going on the second date. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten an email that was like, hey, yeah, the date was good. I'm not sure if there will be a second. And I say, oh, no, there will be a second. (laughs) And then they say, oh, the second date was better. And the third date was much better. And now we're married. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God, Um, that's amazing. just having that person to, like, nudge you along, being like, no, you're going to explore this connection because this is a connection that has long-lasting. I think
1: everyone Um, needs someone with you on every date, by the way. (laughs) Take care of all I those
2: wish I, I wish i could be with everyone at all times oh my so god not just me. like
1: just like a little like like um little thing in their ear with the microphone like no you need to do <laughs> this right now don't say that don't say no. anything too stupid You know, that's great. All right. So we, my dear, and I just want to first of all say thank you so much for being on my show, Callie. And um, Callie Harris from the three, um, three day rule is with us today. And she's my co-host and guest and she's been phenomenal and amazing. And um, I'm going to have you plug a couple of things when we're done. But first, we're going to do the question of the day and you're going to help me with this. You ready for this? All right, so, guys. So first of all, I just want to say always continue to send in uh, DM um, questions that you have, anything you want to ask us. I am more than happy to hopefully get it on the show and answer. So our question for the day, Callie, is, hi, Christopher. I'm an avid listener of your podcast, and I think that you have so much variety in the topics that you discuss. I've learned so much from them, especially the dating ones. Keep up the great work. Here's my question. It's been a while for me, but recently I have been out out on a few dates with different guys and had great times on both. How do you know if someone is a good match for you? Just want to make sure I'm keeping an open mind. Signed, keeping my options open.
2: That is a great question. And I love the fact that he or she is referencing that they're trying to keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. You need to think about what's important to you in a partner. That's definitely an exercise that we have all of our clients go through. Um, so once you think about that, and for some people it's, you know, a religion. For some people, it's an alignment in terms of, um, you know, politics for some people it's you know, it's somebody who wants to prioritize family. Like it's a lot of different things, but we really try if we take all of it and boil it down, we try to match people based upon similar goals in a relationship, similar values and similar mindset when it comes to dating. So if you think about those three things, And think about what is important to you in those three things Mm -hmm. um that will really help you figure out who is a good fit for you um so if you know you think about your values and you say okay does this person's values align with the values that i want in a partner yes check does this person's mindset about dating in line with mindset check great are, are the common goals in this relationship the same as the common goals in my relationship check that is somebody that is a good fit for you.
1: <laughs> That's great. And in this case, um, the dating of the two people um, continue to pursue it for a little while longer because once again, their, their true selves will open up in time as well. That will might might scratch all those check marks off eventually. Um, also, yeah. mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't really. No. I mean, you probably agree with this as well. There's nothing wrong with continuously seeing both until you, you know, in a dating way until you decide on narrowing it down to which one, or they might not be either of them.
2: Yeah. Dating is definitely a very fluid thing. Certainly. It's okay to, to explore connections with a couple people at once. In fact, sometimes that's really helpful for my clients to have some sort of level of, um, comparability a okay. little mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, it, it's what you're comfortable with. You know, right. certainly it's, it's, if you're not comfortable, if you're, if really like a one person at a time kind of person, then respect that, you know, right. make sure you you're like what you're comfortable with but uh, oftentimes most people that we chat with are more than happy to, to explore re- relationships and connections with multiple people short term um, to see if who is ultimately a good fit because it does take you know two, three four or five six
1: yeah it takes time. To- yeah it's it's a it's
2: a values and mindsets yeah
1: i agree with i agree with everything she says guys um in this note from (laughs) from the um person who wrote the question and thank you for the question uh by the way um it's just just keep an open mind and just continue just to see what like kelly said just if it it works on your checklist and check off those great checks then that's when you'll find the right person but definitely keep an open mind and and be really willing and ready to go on a few more dates with each person to see if they're the perfect fit for you so, yeah,
2: absolutely embrace those connections that you're having.
1: I like that. Embrace the connections, guys. Embrace yeah. the connections. All right, well, this is Callie Harris on my episode of matchmaking and I want to thank you so much for being a guest today. Um is there anything you'd like to plug, anything you wanted to say on your behalf for your company or yourself?
2: Yeah, again, it is completely free to join our database. It honestly, it's co- it's confidential. It takes 2 minutes. It's so easy. And then you can be on a matchmaker's radar. So go to 3dayroll.com, t h r e e d a y r u l ecom and create a profile there and that way we can keep people on our radar and and match them up. You know, that's 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 exactly what we we want to do. That's our bread and butter. So the more people that's we great. have in our database, the easier it is for us to match everyone.
1: And guys, if you do this, you never know, you might, you might send it in one day, two days, and then like a week later, you get a call that they might need your services to actually go out on a date with someone, which is the brilliant part of this. And that's why these matchmakers are here. So, well, like I said, I am a huge fan of you and your company. And, um, and I appreciate what you guys do. I mean, I really do, because I feel like everyone, and everyone needs help. You know, I mean, it's like, if you if we're lucky to be with someone, that's the greatest. But I know there's a lot of us out there still looking for that perfect person. Like you said, no one's perfect, but the Best person for them. Let's just put it that way.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, dating is tough, and we are here to to be supportive. It's it's not easy.
1: Well, thank you for that, Callie. All right, guys, <laughs> that's another episode of Dating Intelligence. And once again, you can find me at all of my uh, social medias at Anything Dating Intelligence. And please DM your questions. Keep doing that. And you can find me also at if you have any questions personally, just uh, email me at Christopher at dating And I guess we will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks, Callie.
2: Have a good one. Thank you.
1: All right, guys. See you later.